And now we're joined by America's top political statistician, Nate Silver from 538, here to break down his team's latest forecast for the midterms. Nate, thanks for joining us. Yeah. This morning. Let's start with Texas. How do you see the race? So the polls have Cruz up by a fairly solid margin there, six or seven points on average. We give him about an 80 um, percent chance of winning. Um, we should say, though, Texas is a tricky state to poll. Beto would rely on Hispanic voters, young voters, people who newly migrated to Texas. Um, if every eligible voter in Texas turned out, that could be a very close race. If not, you can see him getting 47, 48 percent. You need 50 to win, and it's still a, a very red state. We're going to be seeing that number 80 a lot from your forecast today. Yeah. Let's look at the overall the Senate zone. forecast. We're in the 80 yeah. zone with a lot of stuff. Let's look at the Senate forecast. We're going to put it up right now. What do we have there? Two and nine chance Democrats win control. Seven and nine chance Republicans keep control. Just shy of 80 percent there, 79. Yeah, um, and it's not a coincidence that that's very similar to the Texas forecast because it's hard to find a clear path for Democrats right now. They have to win one of Texas, Tennessee, or North Dakota. Um, all, which are, all behind right now. And they're all behind in those races. If you are to have a very good turnout again, then they're not so far behind where it's hopeless, and that's where, you know, the 20% is a real tangible probability. Um, but there, the Senate's a very race-by-race-driven forecast, and those races that looked like toss-ups before and have, have shifted into what we call the lean Republican column, um, meaning that they have to kind of sweep all the toss-ups Democrats and then win one of these that look a little bit difficult. So you probably need polls to be off overall in the way they were, for example, in 2016, where they just beat their polls across the board. Then we're talking about a possible path. But, um, but the Senate math is really tough in all these very red states. For the Democrats take control, you might even see Republicans pick up seats. Oh, sure. Yeah, I know it's, it's at least as likely that the GOP would gain seats and there are scenarios where they win all the toss-up races and they could, they could win three Senate seats even in a world where they lose the House potentially. Okay, let's look at the House as well. There were a flip side of the Senate numbers right there. Let's put up the House numbers right now. You see a seven and nine chance, six and seven chance the Democrats win control, one and seven chance Republicans keep control. So there it comes down to 85% chance the Democrats win control. That sounds a lot bigger than it is, right? Yeah, look, I mean, if you were running a business um, and I told you there's a 15% chance or a 20% chance that your key supplier won't make its delivery, you would treat that as a very tangible, real-world risk, and you would do things to hedge against it. Um, the thing about the House is that you cannot circle 23 districts where you say, oh, I know for sure Democrats will win these. Maybe 10, 12, 15 look very likely. However, you have a field of maybe 80, 90, 100 potential pickups Mathematically, probably the dice come up <laughs> good enough for Democrats in enough of those districts, but like they're not a lot of guarantees, and the House is very much fought at a district by district level. And only a, a handful of seats where the Democrats could lose the seat. And that's why, I mean, it's, it really is the mere image of the Senate, where Democrats have so much exposure in the Senate. All these incumbents, you know, all these very red states, just the reverse of that in the House, where Democrats are kind of in a no lose situation, almost literally in the House, where they might have four or five seats they could lose versus 100 GOP seats in play. Um, not a lot of guarantees, but that's why we show like a very wide range, anywhere from a 20-seat gain if Democrats have a disappointing night, which is not quite enough, up to 50, 60 seats if the turnout is, is very high. What are, what are the biggest X factors that increase the uncertainty in your model? It is turnout. I mean, it's turnout is always difficult um, for pollsters to forecast, and the fact that you have a lot of districts that have not had competitive races in a long time Turnout's even more difficult to forecast there than in a state like Florida, for example. And we have two weeks to go. Um, you know, I would not put it past us for, have, for us to have another October surprise or two in the era of, of Trumpian news cycles. <laughs> That's an important caution right there. Nate Silver, thanks very much.